You're listening to Campus Review Radio. It addresses uh, some of these uh, continuing chronic problems that we've had over a long period, uh, and, and we track them year to year, see whether we make any progress. So uh, we can uh, we can certainly, on the school front, uh, say that we're still decline. There's still a declining number of kids taking uh, intermediate and advanced maths at Year 12 in Australia, and um, that decline is is uh, not uniform. So um, there are many uh, regional and rural and out of suburban schools without the ability to deliver those subjects and this is really going to choke supply in the long term of uh, STEM graduates in Australia, especially in area in critical areas like data science which is uh, so big in business. So that's one. Uh, we still have a sh- shocking problem of um, a shortage of maths teachers so still, we've still got you know something like 35% of uh, year um, uh, something yeah, like that sort of percentage of kids in year seven to ten who don't have a math teacher in front of their class, don't have a trained math teacher in front of their classes, and again, that's not uniformly distributed. And and uh, rural and regional and out of suburban uh, schools are hit, hit uh, worse by this. So that that's a, another critical problem. Um, at universities, we we still um, we still have a problem getting uh, enough uh, maths graduates through the system. We're one of the lowest in the OECD uh, in that respect, and that's. Uh, also really worrying again in this age of de- heavy dependence on data and data analytics uh, we have a real problem with uh, we're getting girls um, involved in maths beyond you know at the point when it becomes not compulsory so getting them involved with the sort of maths that's required in uh, science maths engineering those sort of areas we have a real problem there with um, with only half as many girls as boys doing uh, year 12 advanced maths and at universities only about um, only about a third the number of um, girls as boys uh, taking on on maths degrees and in particular we're worried about what happens in biology where we still have a lot of lots of girls wanting to do biology and being involved in biological sciences but really the maths they're learning is not keeping up with the demands of that uh, of that area or in medical sciences generally so there's there's a real problem there uh, at the research end though um, Australian mathematicians really do perform extremely well compared to other disciplines in Australia and internationally and that's that's great. So it's not we're not a poor country <laughs> mathematically, but uh, we've got a lot of uh, really significant issues to work on to keep on working on. Um, we just need really there's a few key things uh, we need to have done. One of them is to get universities uh, to introduce um, uh, a rigorous regime of prerequisites for university study of maths in uh, in science and engineering areas. At the moment, there's very mixed messages go to schools about the value of maths because many. Uh, many universities only require maths as assumed knowledge, and um, and that causes all sorts of that causes all sorts of difficulties. And there is a, in our policy document uh, a list of the sort of policies covering each one of these pressure points. We make I think five uh, key priority areas, uh, and we and we put up some policy uh, some policy ideas on all of those areas where we can actually start to move forward um, on some of these some of these issues. We do know that government is, you know, for example, on the prerequisites, the Minister for Education, Senator Birmingham, has said publicly that, uh, as has the Chief Scientist, Alan Finkel, said publicly that Australian universities need to introduce prerequisites, reintroduce prerequisites for uh, university study, but we're just not getting any traction at the moment. That we, There is a significant shortage of kids coming through uh, with maths into STEM degrees, and, of course, that's where the future... STEM workforce is, and if you look at the maths numbers compared to other disciplines, uh, you know we're, we're heavily skewed towards male. The, the whole workforce is ageing, um, 
and compared to other disciplines where we're just it's really chemistry and maths are the, are the standout poor performers there if you look at the percentage of the workforce and this is coming from the bureau of stats uh stuff from the office of the chief scientist um if you look at the percentage of the workforce uh at the age of 34 or younger uh maths has only got 22 percent of its workforce in that category whereas um all of the other stem disciplines science overall agricultural science it it has something like 49% of its workforce are under the age of 34. Uh, maths is far and away the worst off there. Um, and we really, uh, it's only going to get worse. Well, while, we've, while we're choking the supply of kids coming through school and into university maths and stuff, it's going to get worse. And, and one of the worst areas is among school teachers. So the school teachers who do have maths qualifications are getting older, not younger. And that's why we have this out-of-field issue that's growing and the inability of some schools to even offer maths with calculus at year 12 because there's just not enough teachers out there. Mm -hmm. The SAGE program really addresses the, the gender equity issue across uh, the university sector, principally the university sector, some public sector agencies as well. But, um, and, and it is true, when you, uh, it is true, the universities do have a significant gender uh, problem, especially in the sciences. This um, is in the, in the same category there. Uh, the question for, and we certainly support um, uh, as do most of Australia's universities, that uh, the SAGE um, agenda. Uh, maths has its own specific problems that we, you know, that we, uh, that we need to address as a discipline and we can't just say, well, the universities will look after it as they engage with the SAGE program. So uh, we, we have a significant problem about career progression um, uh, in maths. We, you know, we have significant, very significant numbers of, um, uh, you know, women early in their careers and stuff as, you know, and but just the progression's a problem as it is with other disciplines. But the real problem with us is around postgraduates. So, at the moment in Australia, the number of domestic female PhD students is dropping, has been for a while. Same with honours graduates. So, there's really choking the supply down there. So, it's not, you know, the question of career progression is one thing, but getting them into that career in the first place is for women is problematic. So, the numbers of females. In, uh, domestic females doing PhDs is dropping and the only thing that's keeping the female numbers up is an increasing number of international females coming to do PhDs in Australia, many of whom go back to their home countries at the end. Um, so you've got, to be, you've got to be careful when you do the analysis on these things really to drill right down to the fine detail and when you do that you see that, that um, even though the number of, overall number of female PhDs in Australia is, uh, you know, looks okay or not, maybe not as healthy as we'd like it to be but it looks okay when you really look closely, you see that Australian women are just not doing PhDs in maths, you know, and, and that's really problematic for us in 10 years' time. So the, the priority areas we have are really around the unqualified teachers, the, the prerequisites, um, increasing the number of graduates coming out of mathematical sciences and especially going into teaching and especially amongst women. Uh, there's, there's the story about keeping up with the rest of the world with our mathematical infrastructure, which is... Uh, which is really kind of non-existent in Australia. There's no national level mathematical sciences infrastructure. And then there's engagement with business uh, as well. And I guess on those key areas, the out-of-field teaching uh, area, we, um, we really, what we really recommend to government at all levels is they need to start tracking the mathematical sciences workforce in the teaching profession. At the moment, <clears throat> if you graduate out of a teaching, if you've done a three-year maths degree or a maths major and you go and do a teaching, qualification when you first of all the commonwealth doesn't know that you're a math teacher as opposed to an english lit teacher or a physics teacher 
And that's number one. So they've got no clue really how many how many maths graduates, how many maths how many new maths teachers are being minted by the universities every year. That's really problematic. How can you fix a problem if you don't really know about enough about it? Um, and the state government, uh, in the registration bodies in general, um, when they're registering new teachers, don't identify this person has is qualified as a maths teacher. And again, so they really have no idea what the workforce uh, looks like. In that. So we need to begin an audit exercise of working out how many maths teachers we've actually got, trained maths teachers we've got, what the pattern of graduations around the university is, in order to be able to work out what policy measures to take in order to fix the problem. So that's the very first thing we're recommending is that governments start to record this information and do an audit, a state-by-state audit and a juris- you know, jurisdictional audit on, on the teaching issue. So that's a really critical one. Um, on the prerequisite one, uh, we really want Universities Australia to, to take a lead uh, on this. We're happy to, more than happy to work with them. We understand where the drivers of this. It's, we can't sit back and say, you know, it's, it's, you know, well, it is our problem. We can't sit back and say, you need to fix this. I mean, maths really needs to take a lead on this. We hope the Universities of Australia would come on board and understand that this is a national problem and it's not just a problem of two universities in one city arm wrestling each other for enrolments. It's not that. We've got to get past that point. So we really want to see Universities of Australia take a lead in this and, uh, and of course, um, uh, leadership at national, at national level from the minister as well. Uh, so that, that's a key, uh, I think that's a key, um, a key thing there. Uh, increasing the rates of graduation, I really think what we need to do there is to, is to sit down at the table uh, with the Minister for Education and with the state ministers and with the universities and identify, uh, identify some milestones. So we need to say that in three years' time, we're going to have increased the number of mass graduates by some percent, you know, by 20% or whatever else. And we need to have, we need to have medium, short, medium and long-term targets for that. And we just, ne- and then we need to put measures in place to get there. At the moment, we don't have those targets. Um, they did this in Britain uh, really, really effectively to get more math, qualified math teachers out there. Uh, they set very specific targets. They put measures in place to deliver on each of those targets. And they were so successful that they actually could, could raise the targets. So, mm. But with it, without targets, you've got no you've got no chance really there. So again, in terms of those graduation increases, we really need to get a, and, uh, to get a better sense of, um, uh, of where we stand now with graduations and where we want to be with graduations. We've got to talk to business about this and business really need to uh, come on board and make it absolutely clear to government what their needs are, especially in data science, which is just a, you know, an enormously uh, active area. Um, on the national research infrastructure side, well, that's something really for us to lead, and um, so we're working. Uh, we're working at the moment internally to uh, build our capacity to, at a national level to do research. But um, and there are some policy issues. There are some policy matters there, really. But I think our advocacy has to come first before we can really expect um, uh, government and the universities to take those matters up. This is supported by the Academy of Sciences' recent decadal plan. On the boosting enga- uh, business engagement side, um, <clears throat> this this one, uh, you know, government is working strongly now with a with a with a national innovation and science agenda to boost collaboration between industry and research. Maths is no different than any other area of research in this respect, um, and uh, and so we need to do our part. The, the mathematics community needs to do its part to engage uh, with business. But on the other hand, business needs to to uh, to be coherent uh, in its requirements. So, 
um, so for example, um, <clears throat> this whole you know the whole optimization data science productivity thing is really important in the commercial world at the moment, and uh, and yet we are not engaging uh, the, you know academic uh, academic research and academic outcomes, and, and our graduates and so on really aren't engaging with the uh, with the with the um, with the business community in this, and we really business really need to get their team together if you like their team act together in order to be able to communicate with us we are the university sector AMSI is the peak body for the mass discipline where we are um, set up you know in the right sort of team mode to work with uh, you know in a, in a sort of a, you know in a, in a global uh, in a national sort of we have the national capacity in other words to engage uh, in the mathematical sciences but I'm not sure that the commercial world has that national capacity to engage on, especially on issues around um, employing uh, graduates. But we're very happy to see these new policies coming out of government, especially around uh, they're funding 1,400 in industry interns through AMSI Intern as the National PhD Internship Program across all subject areas, so not just maths. And they've also got this great new recommendation coming out of the, uh, of the group looking into the Research Tax Incentive Program. Um, its recommendation that the first three years of a STEM PhD salary be claimable against the tax incentive scheme. And I think that's a brilliant idea. Australia has one of the lowest take-ups in the private sector of research-trained staff. Uh, and with an intern program, which is preparing students for research in business, and then for this incentive to employ those researchers, I think government really is on a winner here with those two uh, with those two programs. I think, I think that's, that's really a policy, great policy success, I think.